Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. <clears throat> right here in the live studios in Hyde, Kent, Southeast England. Just a stone's throw to the English Channel. Uh, we're here uh, trying to preserve uh, archive, if you'd like, the reading out loud of Srila Prabhupada's books, cover to cover, uh, as many and as much as we possibly can before Krishna calls us back to the spiritual world. Um, <clears throat> Srimad Bhagavata Mihima Stotram by Sanatan Goswami explains what the Srimad Bhagavatam is very nicely. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana. Srimad Bhagavata Prabhu Kali Dvanduddita Ditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvada, Sarvasevaya, Sri Krishnaya, Namostume. I bow down to you, who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando, Matsangin, Madguro, Mad Mahadana. Manistadaka Mad Bhagya Mad Ananda Namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu Sadutadayin Atini Chochatakada. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, we reach the eighth chapter of the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam and Maharaj Prikshit is asking a series of questions which are so deep and comprehensive, you can practically understand the philosophy just by reading the questions. 
but what to speak of to answer these questions. This is very high inquisitiveness, very perfect <clears throat> questions. And we're going to get the whole Srimad Bhagavatam as the perfect answers. Questions by King Parikshit. Um, we'll begin with text 22. Please also explain how, merged in the body of the Lord, living beings are created and how the infidels appear in, this, in the world. <clears throat> also, please explain how the unconditioned living entities exist. Purport The progressive devotee of the Lord must inquire from the bona fide spiritual master how living entities merged in the body of the Lord again come back at the time of creation. There are two kinds of living entities. There are the ever-liberated, unconditioned living beings as well as the ever-conditioned living beings. Of the ever-conditioned living beings, there are two divisions. There are the faithful and the infidels. Of the faithful, there are again two divisions, namely the devotees and the mental speculators. The mental speculators desire to merge into the existence of the Lord or to become one with the Lord, whereas the devotees of the Lord desire to keep separate identities and constantly engage in the service of the Lord. The devotees who are not fully purified as well as the empiric philosophers, become conditioned again during the next creation for pure, further purification. Such conditioned souls become liberated by further progress of devotional service to the Lord. Maharaj Parikshit asked all these questions from the bona fide spiritual master in order to become fully equipped in the science of God. Text 23. The independent personality of Godhead enjoys his pastimes by his internal potency and at the time of annihilation gives them up to the external potency and he remains a witness to it all. Purport. Lord Sri Krishna being the Supreme Personality of Godhead and Fountainhead of all other incarnations, is the only independent person. He enjoys his pastimes by creation as he desires and gives them up to the external energy at the time of annihilation. By his internal, by his internal potency only, he kills the demon Putana even though enjoying his pastimes in the lap of his mother Yashoda. And when he desires to leave this world, he creates the pastimes of killing his own family members, Yadukula, and remembers and remains unaffected by such annihilation. He is the witness of everything that is happening, and yet he has nothing to do with anything. He is independent 
in every respect. Maharaj Prikshit desired to know more perfectly, for a pure devotee ought to know well. Text 24 O great sage, representative of the Lord, kindly satisfy my inquisitiveness in all that I have inquired from you, in all that I may not have inquired from you from the very beginning of my questionings. Since I am a soul surrendered unto you, please impart full knowledge in this connection. Purport The spiritual master is always prepared to impart knowledge to the disciple and specifically when the disciple is very inquisitive. Inquisitiveness on the part of a disciple is greatly necessary for the progressive disciple. Maharaj Prikshit is a typical disciple because he is perfectly inquisitive. If one is not very inquisitive about self-realization, one need not approach a spiritual master simply to make a show of discipleship. Not only is Maharaj Parikshit inquisitive concerning all he has inquired about, but he is also anxious to know about what he has not been able to inquire. Factually, it is not possible for a man to acquire, inquire about everything from the spiritual master, but the bona fide spiritual master is able to enlighten the disciple in every way for the disciple's benefit. Text 25 O great sage, you are, you are as good as Brahma, the original living being. Others follow custom only, as followed by previous philosophical speculators. Purport It may be argued that Chukadev Goswami is not, all, not the only authority of perfect knowledge and transcendence because there are many other sages and their followers. Contemporary to Vyasadeva or even prior to him, there were many other great sages such as Gautama, Kanada, Jaimini, Kapila and Ashtavakra. And all of them have presented a philosophical path by themselves. Patanjali is also one of them and all these six great rishis have their own way of thinking exactly like the modern philosophers and mental speculators. The difference between the six philosophical paths put forward by the renowned sages mentioned above and the path of Shukadeva Goswami as presented in the Srimad Bhagavatam is that all the six sages mentioned above speak the facts according to their own thinking. But Shukadeva Goswami presents the knowledge which comes down directly from Brahmachi, who is known as Atmabhu, or born of and educated by the Almighty Personality of Godhead. Vedic transcendental knowledge descends directly from the Personality of Godhead. By His mercy, Brahma, 
the first living being in the universe, was enlightened. And from Brahmaji, Narada was enlightened. And from Narada, Vyasa was enlightened. Shukadeva Goswami received such transcendental knowledge directly from his father, Vyasadeva. Thus the knowledge being received from the chain of, dis of disciplic succession is perfect. One cannot be a spiritual master in perfection unless and until one has received the same by disciplic succession. That is the secret of receiving transcendental knowledge. The six great sages mentioned above may be great thinkers, but their knowledge by mental speculation is not perfect. However perfect an empiric philosopher, philosopher may be in presenting a philosophical thesis, such knowledge is never perfect because it is produced by an imperfect mind. Such great sages also have their disciplic successions, but they are not authorized because such knowledge does not come directly from the independent Supreme Personality of Godhead, Narayana. No one can be independent except Narayana. Therefore no, therefore, no one's knowledge can be perfect, for everyone's knowledge is dependent on the flickering mind. Mind is material, and thus knowledge presented by material speculators is never transcendental and can never become perfect. Mundane philosophers, being imperfect, being imperfect in themselves, disagree with other philosophers because a mundane philosopher is not a philosopher at all unless he presents his own theory. Intelligent persons like Maharaj Pariksit do not recognize such mental speculators, however great they may be, but hear from authorities like Shukadev Goswami, who is non-different from the Supreme Personality of Godhead by the Parampara system, as is especially stressed in the Bhagavad Gita. Text 26 <clears throat> O learned Brahmana, because of my drinking the nectar of the message of the infallible personality of Godhead, which is flowing down from the ocean of your speeches, I do not feel any sort of exhaustion due to my fasting. Purport The disciplic succession from Brahma, Narada, Vyasa, and Shukadev, Goswami, is particularly different from others. The disciplic successions from other sages are simply a waste of time, being devoid of a chuchakata, or the message of the infallible Lord. The mental speculators can present their theories very nicely by reason and arguments, but such reasons and arguments are not infallible, for they are defeated by better mental speculators. Maharaj Pariksit was not interested in the dry speculation of the flickering mind, but he was interested in the topics of the Lord, because factually he felt that by hearing such an, a nectarian message 
from the mouth of Shukadeva Goswami, he was not feeling any exhaustion, even though he was fasting because of his imminent death. One can indulge in hearing the mental speculators, but such hearing cannot endure for any length of time. One will be exhausted very soon from hearing such hackneyed ways of thinking, and no one in the world can be satisfied simply by hearing such useless speculations. The message of the Lord, especially from the personality, especially from a personality like Shukadev Goswami, can never be tiring, even though one may be exhausted from other causes. In some editions of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the text of the last line of this verse reads Anyatra Kupitad Dvijat, which means that the king might be overwhelmed by the thought of his imminent death by snake bite. The snake is also twice born, and its anger is compared to the cursing Brahmana boy who was without good intelligence. Maharaj Prikshit was not at all afraid of death, for he was fully encouraged by the message of the Lord. One who was fully absorbed in a chutta-kata can never be afraid of anything in this world. Text 27 Sutta Goswami said, <clears throat> Thus, Shukadev Goswami, being invited by Maharaj Prikshit, to speak on topics of Lord Sri Krishna with the devotees was very much pleased. Purport Srimad Bhagavatam can be legitimately discussed only among the devotees of the Lord. As the Bhagavad Gita was authoritatively discussed between Lord Krishna and Arjuna, the Lord and the devotee respectively, similarly, Srimad Bhagavatam which is the postgraduate study of the Bhagavad Gita, can also be discussed between the scholars and devotees like Shukadev Goswami and Maharaj Parikshit. Otherwise, the real taste of the nectar cannot be relished. Shukadev Goswami was pleased with Maharaj Parikshit because he was not at all tired of hearing the topics of the Lord and was more and more anxious to hear them on and on, with interest. Foolish interpreters unnecessarily tackle the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam when they have no access to the subject matter. There is no use in non-devotees meddling with the two topmost Vedic literatures, and therefore Shankaracharya did not touch Srimad Bhagavatam for commentation. In his commentation on the Bhagavad Gita, Sripad Shankaracharya accepted Lord Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but later on he commented from the impersonalist view. But being conscious of his position, he did not comment on the Srimad Bhagavatam. Srila Shukadeva Goswami was protected by Lord Krishna Vide Brahma Vibhata Vide Brahma Vibhata Purana, and therefore he is known as Brahmarata, 
and Srimad Rikshit Maharaj was protected by Vishnu and thus he is known as Vishnu Rata. As devotees of the Lord, they are always protected by the Lord. It is clear also in this connection <clears throat> that a Vishnu Rata should hear Srimad Bhagavatam from a Brahma Rata and no one else because others misrepresent the transcendental knowledge and thus spoil one's valuable time. Text 28 Praha Bhagavatam Nama Puranam Brahma Sangitam Brahmane Bhagavat Proktam Brahmakalpa Upagate He began to reply to the inquiries of Maharaj Pariksit by saying that the science of the Personality of Godhead was spoken first by the Lord Himself to Brahma when He was first born. Srimad Bhagavatam is the supplementary Vedic literature and it is just in pursuance of the Vedas. Purport Srimad Bhagavatam is the science of the Personality of Godhead. The impersonalist always tries to misrepresent the personal feature of the Lord, not knowing the science of this great knowledge. And Srimad Bhagavatam is in pursuance of the Vedas and scientific knowledge of the Personality of Godhead. To learn this science, one should take shelter of the representative of Shishukadev and follow in the footsteps of Maharaj Pariksit without foolishly attempting to interpret, thereby committing a great offense at the feet of the Lord. The dangerous ways of interpretations by the non-devotee class of men have played havoc in understanding the Srimad Bhagavatam and the careful student should be always alert in this matter if he at all wants to learn the science of Godhead. Text 29. He also prepared himself to reply to all that King Prikshit had inquired from him. Maharaj Prikshit was the best in the dynasty of the Pandus and thus he was able to ask the right questions from the right person. Purport. Maharaj Pariksit asked many questions, some of them very curiously, to know things as they are. But it is not necessary for the Master to answer them in the order of the disciples' inquiries, one after another, one after the other. But Chukadev Goswami, experienced teacher that he was, answered all the questions in a systematic way as they were received from the chain of disciplic succession, and he answered all of them without exception. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purport of the second canto, eighth chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Questions by King Prikshit. All glories to Shikadev Goswami, and particularly all glories to Maharaj Prikshit who knew the science of the Absolute Truth and yet
inquired about it so thoroughly and so comprehensively from the self-realized soul, Shukadeva Goswami, for our benefit. The Srimad Bhagavatam is the answer to, the, to these questions. And now we move on to chapter 9. Answers by citing the Lord's version. Text 1. Shukadev, Sri Shukadev Goswami said, O King, unless one is influenced by the energy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, there is no meaning to the relationship of the pure soul in pure consciousness with the material body. That relationship is just like a dreamer's seeing his own body working. Purport. Maharaj Prichit's question as to how the living entity began his material life, although he is apart from the material body and mind, is perfectly answered. The spirit soul is distinct from the material conception of his life, but he is absorbed in such a material conception because of being influenced by the external energy of the Lord called Atma Maya. This has already been explained in the first canto in connection with Vyasadeva's realization of the Supreme Lord and his external energy. The external energy is controlled by the Lord and the living entities are controlled by the external energy, by the will of the Lord. Therefore, although the living entity is purely conscious in his pure state, he is subordinate to the will of the Lord in being influenced by the external energy of the Lord. In the Bhagavad Gita 1515, also the same thing is confirmed. The Lord is present within the heart of every living entity, and all the living entities' consciousness and forgetfulness are influenced by the Lord. Now the next question automatically made will be why the Lord influences the living entity to such consciousness and forgetfulness. The answer is that the Lord clearly wishes that every living entity be in his pure consciousness as a part and parcel of the Lord and thus be engaged in the loving service of the Lord as he is constitutionally made. But because the living entity is partially independent also, he may not be willing to serve the Lord, but may try to become as independent as the Lord, as the Lord is. All the non-devotee living entities are desirous of becoming equally as powerful as the Lord, although they are not fit to become so. The living entities are illusioned by the will of the Lord because they wanted to become like Him, like a person who thinks of becoming a king without possessing the necessary qualification. When the living entity desires to become the Lord Himself, He is put into a condition of dreaming that He is a king. Therefore, the first sinful will of the living entity is to become the Lord. 
Therefore, the first sinful will of the living entity is to become the Lord. And the consequent will of the Lord is that the living entity forget his factual life and thus dream of the land of utopia where he may become one like the Lord. The child cries to have the moon from the mother and the mother gives the child a mirror to satisfy the child, the crying and disturbing child with the reflection of the moon. Similarly, the crying child of the Lord is given over to the reflection, the material world, to lord it over as a karmi and to give this up in frustration to become one with the Lord. Both these stages are dreaming illusions only. There is no necessity of tracing out the history of when the living entity desired this. But the fact is that as soon as he desired it, he was put under the control of Atma Maya by the direction of the Lord. Therefore, the living entity in his material condition is dreaming falsely that this is mine and this is I. The dream is that the conditioned soul thinks of his material body as I or falsely thinks that he is the Lord and that everything in, co in connection with that material body is mine. Thus, only in dream does the misconception of I and mine persist life after life. This continues life after life as long as the living entity is not purely conscious of his identity as the subordinate part and parcel of the Lord. In his pure consciousness, however, there is no such misconceived dream. And in that pure conscious state, the living entity does not forget that he is never the Lord, but is eternally the servitor of the Lord in transcendental love. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 2. The illusioned living entity appears in so many forms offered by the external energy of the Lord. While enjoying in the modes of material nature, the encaged living entity misconceives, thinking in terms of I and mine. Purport The different forms of the living entities are different dresses offered by the illusory external energy of the Lord according to the modes of nature and the living being desires to uh, and the living uh, let me see where I left my last place let's start this paragraph again the different forms of the living entities are different dresses offered by the illusory external energy of the Lord according to the modes of nature the living being desires to enjoy the external material energy is represented by her three modes, namely goodness, passion, and ignorance. So even in the material nature, there is a chance of an independent choice by the living entity. And according to his choice, the material energy offers him different varieties of material bodies. There are 900,000 varieties of material bodies in the water. Two million 
vegetable bodies. 100,000 worms and reptiles. 1 million forms of birds. 3 million different bodies of beasts. And 400,000 human forms. Altogether there are 8 million 400,000 varieties of bodies. Altogether there are 8 million 400,000 varieties of bodies in different planets of the universe. And the living entity is traveling <clears throat> by so many transmigrations according to different modes of the enjoying spirit within himself. Even in one particular body, the living entity changes from childhood to body, from boyhood, from boyhood to youth, from youth to old age, and from old age to another body created by his own action. The living entity creates his own body by his personal desires, and the external energy of the Lord supplies him the exact form by which he can enjoy his desires to the fullest extent. The tiger wanted to enjoy the blood of another animal, and therefore, by the grace of the Lord, the material energy supplied him the body of the tiger with facilities for enjoying blood from another animal. Similarly, a living entity desiring to get the body of a demigod in a higher planet can also get it by the grace of the Lord. And if, is he in, and if he is intelligent enough, he can desire to get a spiritual body to enjoy the company of the Lord, and he will get it. So the minute freedom of the living entity can be fully, util fully utilized. And the Lord is so kind that he will award the living entity the same type of body he desires. The living entity's desiring is like dreaming of a golden mountain. A person knows what a mountain is, and he knows also what gold is. But out of his desire only, he dreams of a golden mountain. And when the dream is over, he sees something else in his presence. He finds in his awkward state that there is neither gold nor mountain, and what to speak of a golden mountain. The different positions of the living entities in the material world under multifarious manifestations of bodies are due to the misconception of mine and I. The karmi thinks this world is mine and the jnani thinks I am everything. The whole material conception of politics, sociology, philanthropy, altruism and so on conceived by the conditioned souls is on the basis of this misconceived I and mine, which are products of a strong desire to enjoy material life. Identification with the body and the place where the body is obtained under different conceptions of socialism, nationalism, family affection, and so on, and so forth, is all due to forgetfulness of the real nature of the living entity, and the whole misconception of the bewildered living entity can be removed by the association of Shukadev Goswami and Maharaj.
Pariksit. As all this is explained in the Srimad Bhagavatam. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. So we're past 7.55. We'll stop our reading today and take up tomorrow at text 3 of chapter 9. Answers by citing the Lord's version. Okay. Now we will just wait in great anticipation of the reflections from the assembled sages. Hare Krishna. Ratimanjari says Jai Guru Maharaj. Ratimanjari Kesha Bali Das Goswami says Jai Rati. <laughs> and from Bhakta Christopher. Yes, Bhakta Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to his divine grace, Sri the Prabhupada. Nice to have you aboard. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Hare Krishna, Sudevi Dasi, my dear God sister, over there in Florida. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. These are the most loyal hearers. Huh? Sorry, go ahead. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada and your daily reading service, dear Maharaj. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna. It's Easter Monday. <laughs> That's what they call it here. Bank holiday. Everybody's off work today. Maybe everybody's out partying or something. <laughs> or visiting. Or whatever. Festivaling. Okay. Hare Krishna. From Bhakta Rupa. Hare Krishna Bhakta Rupa. Thanks for reading, Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai Prabhupada. The point that the Srimad Bhagavatam can only be legitimately discussed among the devotees of the Lord jumped out this evening. Yes, it did. Sometimes we meet people who want to discuss their ideas on the Bhagavatam or Gita, but they really have nothing to say. That's right. Because everyone, as we heard, 
maybe I'll put it a little different way, but as we just heard, everyone is so desirous of being the authority. That's what it means when Prabhupada says and Shukadeva Goswami says that they, they have a desire to, to know a curiosity or a desire to, to know what it would be like to be the Lord. In other words, they want to be the authority. Not just the authority on something, but the supreme authority. And thus, when they come to the material world, the material energy gives them uh, material to use uh, to manufacture different ideas and different reflections and different uh, speculative reasoning to explain things. But they can never explain things perfectly well because the very nature of their mind and intelligence is limited and temporary. So there you have it in a nutshell. Hare Krishna. This is Aravind from the Atma Lounge. Aravind from the Atma Lounge. Hare Krishna, my dear Aravind. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Text 26 reminded me of when you of when you read the nectarian words of His Divine Grace Sri the Prabhupada. Never want you to stop reading. Well, that makes at least two of us because I don't want to stop reading. It's my life and soul. That's the only thing that keeps me sane in this crazy world we're living in now. Hare Krishna. There's so many illogical things happening. People, you know, attacking one another and other groups of people for no really, really good reason except just the same old, same old, trying to lord it over others. They have to do what we want or I want in order to be doing the, the right thing. So this is, yes, this is the only thing that gives us real sanity because I have complete faith in these transcendental commentations by Srila Prabhupada, the purports of Srimad Bhagavatam. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much for that, for pointing that out. And from Rasika Shiramani. Yes, Rasika Shiramani. Hare Krishna. You're tuning in remotely here lately. <laughs> Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, all glories to your transcendental service to Sri the Prabhupada. All glories to the devotee hearers of the topics of Krishna. Tonight we heard that Maharaj Parikshit had all fear eradicated from his consciousness by hearing the topics of Krishna from the lips of the Lord's representative Shukadeva Goswami Yes the pre predominant feeling or the predominant consciousness of the conditioned soul is fearfulness it's everywhere uh, and this fearfulness can only be eradicated by 
transcendental knowledge of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the knowledge of how the Lord creates and how things are going on, what the purpose of it all is, what the conditioned soul's options are, and how he can actually come out of illusion and live in reality. This was brought up very clearly right uh, from the beginning of the answers that the dream is a reflection of the reality just like the, the child you know is crying for the moon wants the moon he sees the moon mommy give me the moon give me the moon and she gives the mirror and then shows the moon reflected in the mirror and this child goes oh thank you very much and he's he thinks he's got the moon but he's just got a temporary reflection of the moon so our coming into the material world is just like that we want to be God, which is impossible. So Krishna gives us a world, a reflected world in, the, in which we can think we are, Hare Krishna. And more from Bhakti Rupa. Yes, Bhakti Rupa. He says, today was an exciting day. Mm. We moved into our temporary location whilst our new temple gets built today. Mm. We brought Prabhupada and Gorani tied down the street to the new to the new location with Kirtan. A lot happening here in Wales by their mercy. Wow. That's a big move. That means full what's the word? Purpose built construction, refurbishment going on. All the best to you. And all the best to all the devotees there. Hare Krishna. And from Daitari Hari. Yes, Daitari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you very much again for tonight's reading. One thing that really stood out today for me was, quote, the child cries to have the moon from the mother and the mother gives the child a mirror to satisfy the crying and disturbing child with the reflection of the moon. Similarly, the, the crying child of the Lord is given over to the reflection, the material world, to lord it over as karmi, and to give this up in frustration to become one with the Lord." Unquote. This, has always, this has always been my psychological dynamic. Before being a devotee, it was always the pursuit of trying to dominate the world, failing miserably, and then wanting to not exist anymore. <laughs> By coming in contact with devotees and understanding the superiority of Krishna consciousness to anything else, I still find this dynamic present in my mind. It goes from being materially proud to wanting to end personal existence. Thankfully, I found Krishna consciousness. It's the only thing that gives me a semblance of sanity and direction. Yes, thank you very much. That's a wonderful reflection, and it's a, a, a train of thought that is oftentimes in Prabhupada's purports, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, paraphrased, you know, the famous verse in uh, Brahma's prayers in 10th canto, 14th chapter, 
tattenukam pam susunikshimanam. In the purport to that verse, Sridhar Swami comments that until the devotee is uh, completely perfect, even though he's sincere, and even though he's surrendered to the Lord, there may be a remnant of uh, material desire there still in the heart. And therefore, the Lord, now I'm talking about after the person is surrendered. As far as I'm concerned, anybody who has joined this movement, taken initiation, and taken his vows, and is following the process of devotional service under the direction of Srila Prabhupada and his representative, he is in that position. He has surrendered to the Lord, to his capacity. So the Lord, once one does that, he administers medicine to the soul. And this isn't the same as karmic reactions. It may appear externally to be like sinful reactions or karmic reactions, but it's actually uh, medicine being administered by the hand of the Lord personally. So we can take solace from that thought and stay fixed in the process. And being patient, tolerating those things, we become uh, the rightful heir to devotional service, pure devotional service. Thank you very much for that lovely reflection, Hare Krishna. And from Jagamohan. Yes, Jagamohan. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. Jai, glory to Shiva Prabhupada. I missed the live broadcast the last three days as I was traveling to visit my mother. As I felt separation from the live daily readings, I felt very fortunate f for the Chaitanya Charitamrita audiobook. I was able to listen to the transcendental reading the entire road trip. Thank you so much for the service of reading out loud. All glories to His Divine Grace. Well, thank you very much. That makes me feel really happy that a devotee is using the audiobook of the CC you know, in such circumstances to keep himself Krishna conscious. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey, Rati, Hare Krishna. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. As we heard that there is no higher knowledge than the Srimad Bhagavatam, and there is no use in hearing from the mental speculators because the mind is material and cannot come up with transcendental knowledge. As I was hearing that, I reflected upon the fact that at different times in my life I have felt a need for psychological support and have sought it, th sought it through reading psychological books or speaking with therapists and so on. According to the Srimad Bhagavatam doctrine, that should not be necessary. Yet I sometimes feel the need to look at things from the psychological perspective. Also in my work as a job coach, we use such knowledge to try and help people to develop themselves beyond their present situation. Could you please elaborate on how devotees or people in general could use the psychological insights of today? 
Well, the psychological insights that you're talking about are all contained in the pastimes of the Lord's uh, eternal associates and his spreading of Krishna consciousness, especially in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. But I think in your case particularly, this is your occupation, and therefore you, you may use all those things, just like we go to a doctor because we don't know, you know, the way the, the body works and we're not expert enough to know how to deal with some kind of temporary disease. So I, th I, I look at it as an occupational duty that, you know, is done in order to maintain the body and soul together. Krishna tells us that Shari Rayatra Pichate, excuse me, Shari Rayatra Pichate, one cannot even maintain his body without working. So it's a uh, a clean, <coughs> relatively clean. Excuse me, I just lost my voice. <coughs> Pardon me. Yes. <coughs> As I was saying, it's like, you know, because everyone has to work in order to maintain themselves in this world, uh, that service that you've accepted. As a, as a profession, is a clean one. It's, it's aiming at helping people become more uh, settled and so on and so forth. So I don't think there's any, anything wrong with it at all for you to do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that everybody needs it, you know. I wouldn't say that it's absolute or that it's the, the only solution to those kinds of problems. I would say that the best way to kind of synthesize these two ideas is to search in the Bhagavatam and the Chaitanya Charitamrita themselves for those same principles and examples of those same principles. And if you use those examples, then your helping others will become uh, empowered. How to do that? That's up to you, because you know the the ins and outs of the uh, occupation, which I don't. Hare Krishna. All right, as usual, thank you so much for your lovely reflections and just your company, your association to associate with others who are attached to hearing these books and hearing them together is nectar. It is the, the way. It is the way to transcend the modes of nature and come to our constitutional position uh, in which we can be satisfied, actually satisfied. Do you have something else? Yes. Okay. Um, Rati Manjari says, thank you for such a broad-minded answer. Hare Krishna, Radhi Hari And then from Bhakta Oliver. Yes, Bhakta Oliver. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. <coughs> All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for reading tonight. Tonight I heard the distinct significance of the Brahma Sampradaya 
being that our disciplic succession, due to coming from a perfect source, gives perfect transcendental knowledge, as opposed to speculative imperfect lineages. Also really appreciated Shukadev Goswami's great analogy of the dreamer seeing his own body working and Prabhupada's elaborate explanation of the living entity's connection with the material world through the Lord's external energy in reciprocation with the living entity's desire to falsely play God. Yes. It's so satisfying to hear how I've ended up in, the materi- in this material world in a way that makes so much sense. Thank you so much. That was a lovely reflection and a very nice paraphrase of an important point, if not the most important point, that we heard today. Thank you very much, Bhakt Oliver. Thank you so much. Hare Krishna. And with that, we'll, ca- we'll, we'll stop our reading for today, our daily readings for today. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaveda Bhaktavinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bol. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic, as Shukadev Goswami answers the questions of Maharaj Prikshit and the Bhagavatam unfolds before our transcendental ears. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow. Hari Bol.